Do you enjoy playing relaxing puzzle games on your phone? I do. It's even better when they're free and you can collect prizes along the way. Welcome to Two Dots. I have been playing Two Dots to relax my mind, unwind, and there's something very methodical about it. The premise of the game is you connect dots horizontally, vertically, but never diagonally. And you head from level to level. And as I mentioned, you do collect points along the way if you are into that. More than 5,000 puzzles to keep you engaged and relaxed after a very long day. Uniquely designed challenges challenges, game modes, and levels to choose from based on what adventure you are into. And by the way, you can download it for free right now on your Android phone or iOS. I also like the color template of this game. It's very, it's giving me very like pastel-y vibes. So yeah, I think you're going to enjoy it too. If you are ready to kick back and unwind, download Two Dots for free on Android and iOS and start connecting. Summer is almost here. Don't you want to go to the beach with thicker, gorgeous, beautiful locks and everyone goes, hey, I love your hair. And you go, Nutrafol, baby. (laughs) You know, something along that lines. Well, take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering my listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and you enter the promo code TSFS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. I recommend it. I've been taking Nutrafol for years. It's how I got my hair back thicker and not falling out in chunks after I had KJ. Now it's your turn. Nutrafol has been on with me for years, and that's because you all continue to buy, and it really works. I love it. Now it's your turn to love it too. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com with the promo code T-S-F-S. That's Nutrafol.com with the promo code T-S-F-S. Liz Cully. Finally, finally, you are on the Sarah Fraser show, and we finally get to meet, even if it's virtual. I know. In person is next. You did you did want to get coffee first, but I'm like in the middle of a fucking shitstorm of my life. But soon. In fact, maybe wine. Do you drink wine? Oh, even better. We'll get wine. I mean, yes, I'm a huge wine drinker. I'm just making sure or, that we're recording this for fuck's sake, you know? It says I mean live in the corner. Good. We're not live anywhere, I swear, except for in this session. But I just want to make sure we're recording the audio. It looks like we are. We're all set. All right, we're good. Uh, No, you know what? It worked out fine that we didn't do wine or coffee first. Last night, I did my first stand-up comedy set in um, LA at the Ha Ha Comedy Club, and I'm I'm exhausted. So I'm really glad we didn't have to meet in person. Why? You don't even... You look amazing. I look like I fucking just went through the goddamn meat grinder If you... I have eight lights on. I'm not even kidding. Like, the room is... I should have a thing. The room is pitch black with eight lights. That's uh, otherwise, if I turn these lights off, oh my God, the wrinkles, it, you wouldn't be like. Wait, okay, was this your first stand up ever or just in LA? Well, first in LA, and I ended up doing this guy, Jerry Katzman, who sort of has this like um, cult following here in. Do you know him? No. Oh, <laughs> you looked at you. I liked your face. You were like, uh huh. Oh, I know, Jerry. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no. I'm finding, Liz, that L.A. is like a small, seems like kind of a small town in a way, you know? like Big time. Everybody Big knows time. everybody here. Yeah. It's you can't nuts. away with a lot. I, I always say to people, you know, this is, you know, I think people, even in New York, for me, New York is a small town. I think the industry, especially because of the internet, has gotten so small 
Mm-hmm. My advice is treat everyone on the way up as you do on the way down because it's the same people. <laughs> it's, it's so like, true. Truly, like truly, it's the same people. And what's crazy is that people you really didn't think were going to get famous, like get famous. And you're like, oh, fuck. What? You know, stuff like that. <laughs> That's the funniest part about the business. And I actually had, so to answer your question, no, I, I, I did stand up comedy years ago on and off in DC because I was a longtime morning radio personality. And of course, I've met you through Andrea Lopez, you know, who's obsessed with you. I'm obsessed with her. My sweetie little baby angel. Also, did she tell you that I'm the one that showed Courtney's main assistant the video of her what no she told me that you're a huge shit talker and that you and I would get along great and you guys went out to a bar and you told people that she turned down SNL and oh yeah I did say I was this I was just fucking with this guy she should turn down SNL they'd be fucking lucky to have her she is so funny but yeah no uh, a woman that I know was Courtney Kardashian's house manager and main assistant and um, we were, it was like pandemic. We were at an outdoor like birthday party. And I was like, come here. I have to show you something. And please, if it's appropriate, show it to Courtney. And she was like, let me see. And I sent it to her. And she's like, this is so fucking good. I was like, right? It's like the best. Oh, my God. I mean, it is so her impression. Of, and also, I sent Justin Anderson the Kirsten Cavallari or Kristen Cavallari one. Oh, my God. I mean, I feel like she's manifesting a Kourtney Kardashian meetup. I mean, the two of them together. She does Kourtney better than Kourtney. I mean, it is completely the voice. It's she transforms. And I was actually just talking to her this morning and I said to her, I'm so proud of you, like seeing how much you've grown and like how much better you've gotten as a performer. I mean, she was doing my podcast and like helping me. We always joke like, I mean, we were selling like, you know, 300 tortilla chips for 500 fucking dollars. Like we were doing everything like back before there was mainstream podcast advertising because my show was almost six years old. So we were doing all that shit. And I'm like, she got bring the funny, you know, on NBC. She was so nervous. She didn't have any formal training. And then that was like, two and a half, three years ago. I'm like, look at how far you've come. It's really good. Unbelievable. It's my favorite thing. She's, she's so good. So that's of course how I found my love for you. Likewise. You know, and and then you guys both do the Taylor Strucker show, which we have to talk. I I love Taylor. I love when she comes on. I love doing her show. She's fucking epic. Um, And so we, anyway, long story short, I never have done like formal comedy and I, it's been a fear of mine forever to stand up in front of people by myself to write shit. Like I've always done improv. I've done morning radio with other people. So when I moved to LA, I'm like, I'm going to fucking conquer this fear. And I got introduced to this Jerry Katzman class, did it. And then last night was our finale at the Ha Ha Comedy Club and our first performance. So congrats. <laughs> well, we'll see. You got to see the material first. We'll okay. See. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> But it felt awesome to finally do it. So anyway, there's that. So I'm glad we didn't have to get coffee in person. Okay, next time. Um, but anyway, I want to I want to talk all about your life. I love you. I think I relate to you so much because you're kind of a woman that's like a jack of all trades. You've done every. You've been an actress. I mean, obviously, you like you're in finance. You're behind the scenes at major magazines. I mean, you tell me everything else that you have done. Like, give us an array of the jobs. Oh my God. It's so funny. You sent me that list. You're like, what's like five things? And I looked at my wife and I was like, what's 
something unique about me. She's like, you've literally had every fucking job on the planet, which is true. Like, I almost want to be like name a field and I've probably done it. Well, I mean, been in, I, you were a nanny for 10 years. Were you a nanny out here in L.A.? No. You know, what's funny is that I almost was. And I got hooked up with this agency. I don't know if it still exists anymore. It's called the Rose Agency. Oh. And I got two interviews deep to be Guy Ritchie's, which is basically Madonna's nanny. Oh, my God. But you know what? I said I couldn't do it in the end. And it, what's so funny, and this is so, I'm also the person that I am Kevin Bacon. <laughs> yes. That's the other thing about me, is that I didn't take that job. And then I end up, I am now very good friends with, she wasn't the nanny. She was more, I think, like the, uh, like a, like a teacher. What do they call Like a, like a, a tutor. Okay. A tutor. A tutor. Okay. Um, sorry. I had COVID for the first time like a month ago and COVID brain is like a real thing. I'm like, what are words? Um, so, and now I'm very good friends with her and I'm very good friends with Madonna's ex-assistant. They're lesbians and they're, and so like. It's so funny because I always say to them, I'm like, God, I was like interviewing in Malibu with Guy Ritchie. And they're like, that's fucking funny because we all would have worked together. Oh, my God. Crazy, right? What so, no, your- so I nannied, I nannied like, I mean, I was always the kid. I mean, also what's wild to think about nowadays is how much we baby y- kids. I was nannying my cousins, like newborn babies, 10 years old. Really? I'd go, home, I'd go to the East Coast. Fuck yeah. I was great. I was always the one nannying all the kids in the neighborhood. Oh, yeah, all the time. At 10. So you basically started working like at 10 or 11 years old. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Summer jobs. My brother did sometimes he he worked in like a little flower shop. I was babysitting like always. Um, Yeah, always, always. Yeah, I was always working. But I was like a, a baby swim instructor. I was a lifeguard. I worked in tons of retail stores. I worked in a very well-known hair salon. I allegedly sold marijuana. I worked in a nightclub. I worked in Michelin star restaurants to fucking gnarly sandwich shops. I worked as an assistant. I worked as a nighttime dog walker for all these night nurses where I would go. I could see you allegedly being a high-end drug dealer. That, you seem like- What's high-end? It was low end. It was like shitty yeah. weed. It was like good weed, but like it's not like high end. What did you learn from that industry? Of course, now obviously we can get marijuana everywhere, and especially in LA, right? I mean, you know, every there's tons of stores, you know. Yeah, I got weed like right here. Somebody just sent it to me. like it's weed everywhere. All designer. But what did you learn in that industry? You know, I I don't know that I would have the courage to do that. I would be so bad. I always like give in to if people needed a deal. I, I'm just like, mm. you know, I, I'm too nice as a businesswoman. Yeah, yeah. Then that's not the that's not the role for no. you. Um, I what did I learn? Um, nothing because I was smoking weed and losing brain cells. But yeah, I um, I did that a little bit allegedly. If you were to ask certain sure. people in college, a bit. I went to school in New York and I had a million jobs and I couldn't afford. You know what I mean? I just like worked, worked, worked. I've just done. I have literally done everything. I was a transcript writer I mean I don't know I produced forever like everything 
fucking everything random okay well, and you know we're gonna talk about you were an actress right i mean you went to acting school which was like a big deal and i mean you you actually went to acting school with some pretty famous people now right i yeah, mean taylor strucker <laughs> but wait i i had actually heard did you go to school with amber heard were you two oh god <laughs> technically yes by the so way, okay give by me the way it always comes back to this person so my acting coach so when I first moved to Los Angeles I came down it was like right after 2008 and I'm from San Francisco and the tech everything like crashed okay and at the time Twitter and like Facebook were just coming around and so I had a little side business where I would go to all these different like boutiques in San Francisco or like an interior design firm, a writer, and I would set up their social media for them and manage it. And this, I didn't even know what I was doing. Okay, Do you know and this what I mean? was like, like cutting edge, like long before yeah. there were social media, you know. Now. Totally. Okay. Actually, I'll give you another fun fact. I went out on a date with Kevin, who's the founder of Instagram, and at the time it was called Bourbon. If you look, I am not making this up. Go find this out. My little group of friends, it was like 2000, seven 2008 it was sort of like foursquare remember that app yes yes so bourbon were it was a photo sharing app where you would take a picture at the bar because we didn't like really use facebook in that way do you know what i mean so we would like meet up at a bar and it would kind of show you your story of the night <laughs> sound familiar <laughs> yes and i went out on a date with him and i'm like you're a fucking loser i'm good but my original Handle was at Liz and I changed it. Oh, you <laughs> owned at Liz. Wow. I did. But my friend Richard was at Richard forever until about two years ago. And then they like took it away from him. Well, who'd they and give they at were, Richard to? I don't know. Actually, let's look it up. Oh, that's Hold a good question. Now. So anyway, so when wow. I moved to, so the dot com thing imploded. And by the way, was Kevin like hot at that time at all or no? no like he I've was never seen what he looks like? No, I haven't. I mean, I envision him to be much like Mark Zuckerberg, which I, I always think of myself like I don't even think I could date Mark Zuckerberg even to, you know, he's just so unattractive to me, you know? Yeah, he's pretty gnarly. I mean, I feel like it would be hard to have sex with him. I've had sex with very ugly people before, but oh I my think God. it would be bad. And I love oh. this. Yeah, keep going. Oh no, go ahead. I was just going to say one of the best sex partners I ever had was the ugliest guy I've ever slept with in my life. <laughs> and he was fucking great. What really? a freak. I wonder what ever happened to that guy. <laughs> so wait, wait, wait. So does it come? So does the Amber Heard connection come back to Kevin or does it? Okay. No. So, but I, so I was interviewing for a job at Zanga. Like this is my life. And I went in and I had actually had met. And at the time I was writing, um, you know, I went to journalism school, so I had like a little beat for the San Francisco Chronicle. And I had done an interview on an early interview on Zanga and actually Roblox, which is now such a big thing. And it wasn't back then. And it was anyway. So I interviewed this guy and he had turned out being the founder of Zanga. And he was like, I can get you a job. And I was like, okay, cool. And at that point, I was interviewing for PR jobs. Thank God that didn't end up happening. But I went into the HR interview and this woman, bless her heart, looked at me and was like, yeah, so we are experiencing like the worst dot-com bust like <laughs> of all time. And I have to give like senior vice presidents your job because like I, you know what I mean? So I, I just couldn't get a job. So I, a friend of mine hooked me up with a mobile ad agency down here in LA. And he's like, all I need you to do is Photoshop pictures all day. And I was like, fuck it, I'll do it. And that's really what brought you to Los Angeles from San Fran. 
Yes, and I was acting. I was doing pretty well commercial acting up up north. I was like a big fish in a small pond. Um, and I was under the impression that, you know, you could make it in L.A. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, no, no. So I came down here and a friend of mine. You could make was, it in L.A. <laughs> yeah, was on a TV show and he this guy, Todd, who's great. Um, he's a producer now, but Todd was like, listen, and he had known me and he's like, I, and I was still singing. I had a band for a long time called Liz and the Lifted. I, I still sing for myself in the fire name. I love the name. Liz and the Lifted is fucking great. It's because I stole people from everybody's band. (laughs) It's great. Liz and the Lifted. (laughs) I lifted everybody from everybody's band. What a Um, terrific name. All right, keep going. And that was going well, but like my bassist was moving out of the state, like every whatever. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to move to L.A. Todd, you know, his cousin got me this job at this ad agency and he thinks I'm funny. Like he was like, I really think you should move to L.A. And I did. And I got hooked up with this acting coach by the name of Leslie Kahn, who's pretty famous. Have you heard of Leslie Kahn? No, but I don't know anything about the acting. I've never wanted to be an actress ever, ever, ever. Great. Don't start. Okay. (laughs) All right, good. Because, you know, in this comedy class, everybody's an actor and a lot of people are trying to do stand up to become more comfortable on stage and impromptu and all that stuff. I'm the only person in the class. They come to me. I'm like, I I don't ever want to fucking act. I I did one acting part on HBO's Crashing and I could not believe. I mean, you're there from six in the morning. It's a good one acting gig. I, I played a radio DJ, which was like perfect. I didn't have to act. But I mean, you're you're. You know, your call time is 6 fucking a.m. And you get there to sit around all day in this. I'm like, I'm not doing this. I mean, what do you do all day? It's so boring. I couldn't do it. I'm ADD. I have like with with podcasting, everybody, you know, you're interviewing people that are different Um, comedy. You never know what you're going to get doing stand up with your crowd every night. I don't want to act. And when I tell people that in this town, they're like, oh, what? I'm like, I don't know. I don't want to act. They're monsters. It's because they fucking shudder and cry to themselves every night. And they're like, what have I done? I mean, and it's really changed. I've talked about this a lot. I mean, how it all, there's such a formula in LA when you get down here, if you want to act and you go through these acting schools and you kind of, and there's a few, like Allie Colbert, I was just on her show. She goes and sees John Rose, Rosenfeld who actually I believe is the cousin of Leslie Kahn. But anyway, Leslie Kahn, it's on La Brea. It's a pretty famous acting school and you have to audition to get into it. Okay. And I like nailed it. Like I went in there, I won her little heart. She worked with um, Emma Stone for a long time and Chelsea Handler. And she was like, you're the next Emma Stone, Chelsea Handler. I was like, great, they're rich, let's do this. And so, but then at the time you used to have to pay to go to these class, have you heard about that? It's fucking such a racket. You would basically pay to get in front of casting directors and do like a monologue and then you'd never hear from them. So I was just so broke, so poor, like in the grind. I actually met my now real estate agent who I'm still very close friends with in those classes, but Amber, so you'll see famous people like in your classes because they send them to Leslie Kahn. So Amber and I were never in class together, but. One of the master instructors, um, who I'm still friends with to this day, Christy, really took a liking to me and started to work with me like more intensely, like had me be in all of her classes and do the whole thing. And we were hanging out one night. She's like, hey, I'm taking on this private client 
and she's queer. And I had been like really more, I identify, I guess, as bisexual, but I don't know. I'm married to a woman and like, honestly, men are trash. So like, who knows? <laughs> so, but at the time I was dating this girl. Okay. And she's like, I think you'd get along with my friend, Amber, who's my client now. And I had no idea who she was at that time. Cause this is like 10 plus years, 10 years ago, I think. Okay. And so we all started to kind of hang out together, but very quickly it was clear that like they were models and I was not, and it was just not my crowd. Yeah. A couple of those women I still know, but we did hang out socially a few times. I did meet Johnny Depp. Oh, so you were, you knew her like when they were dating, you knew like Amber recently. Wow. I guess. Wow. You know, and so what's crazy though is Christy keeps getting fucking deposed for all of these trials. Um, what was your take, by the way, on their relationship? I mean, you know, you met them briefly, but I mean, to me, they're just both nuts, you know, like. Full stop, full stop. You know, it's interesting. How ironic. I love this. Got a new podcast for you to listen to. Yes, I do. It's the Dr. John Delaney Show. Schman and I were actually playing a clip from Dr. John's podcast because he was doing the topic of are youth travel sports ruining families? Well, Dr. John Delaney has over 20 years of sitting with families and dealing with hurting people and mental health issues. He has a PhD in counseling. Delaney walks alongside real people as they navigate tough decisions. And this is actually something that I really enjoy about his show. It's caller driven. I feel like I'm going to have to get a collar-driven show, Dr. John. I love this. Anyway, listen to the Dr. John Delani show wherever you get your podcast, or you can follow the link in the description of this podcast episode. I always make it very, very easy to find my sponsors and people that I partner with. So start downloading and listening today to the Dr. John Delani podcast. Enjoy. 10 years ago, I lost 60 pounds mindful eating, and today I have kept the weight off. I never think about food. I never count calories. Honey, I don't even use one of those darn trackers or apps. I live with food freedom, and I want that for you if you are ready and you want it. And that's where My Optimal Body comes into play. Visit MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment, and be sure to let them know that the Sarah Fraser Show sent you so you can qualify for a free personalized assessment plus a bonus free 30-day supply of their gut repair product when you sign up for a customized plan. That is myoptimalbody.com to request an appointment. Why I wanted to partner with Dr. Applin is because he is a doctor that gets to the cellular and gut reason of why you can't lose weight and keep it off. They also work with your mental capacity as well. So many of us are emotional eaters. They address that and their clients see long-term success. If you are ready to lose weight, keep it off, and you don't want to do crazy Ozempic, myoptimalbody.com and tell them the Sarah Fraser Show sent you. Want your life back? Order Hungry Root. It's actually as simple as that. Truly, Hungry Root is the best meal kit service I have ever worked with because they have meals that take 12 minutes. Guys, if you are a busy mom like I am, KJ now just started swim lessons. And on the night that he has swim lessons, we're not home until six. I'm trying to make dinner, trying to get him rested and down for bedtime. When I see that number 12, and I know in 12 minutes I can have a healthy meal, I'm turned on. All right. (laughs) You will be too. 
Hungry Roots website, so easy to use as well. You just go, you can type in a type of cuisine or if you like chicken, or you can do preset where you tell them you're vegetarian, keto, or you're a meat lover. Right now, get 40% off. My listeners are getting 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS and get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash TSFS. Don't forget to use my link so they know who sent you and get 40% off right now and free veggies for life. Do you hear that? That is the sound of the brand new and delicious You Natural Conception for Her in their juicy strawberry gummy flavor. Oh my, this is now my favorite thing to take. It's a fertility aid. If you haven't heard about them, they are unbelievable with thousands of five-star reviews on Amazon. Go and read them for yourself. And they're famous for their conception for her and conception for him formula, which Schman, my hubby, has been taking for over a month because it takes two to tango. Conception for her fertility aid is a well-researched baby. They have ingredients like ashkawanda, zinc, magnesium that can help you on that journey to have a healthy baby. So what are you waiting for? Go and order now. You're going to love it and I want to hear from you. Check out You Natural on Amazon and use code FRASER20 for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle. That's EU Natural on Amazon or follow the link on our website for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle with the promo code Fraser 20. That's F R A S E R. The number's two zero. Hero breads. Oh my gosh. Chef's kiss. Do you love carbs? I'm obsessed. Give me a croissant. Give me a tortilla, baby, every day, slathered with some hummus. Yes, please. And then a lot of veggies, a little turkey burger in it. Okay. Um, that's my own proprietary sandwich. Thanks. <laughs> Hero breads right now offering 10% off. Go to hero.com. Co. Enter the promo code TSFS. You are getting 10% off. Now, Hero Bread is so delicious and flavorful, soft, fluffy. In fact, so fluffy that KJ loves it slathered with butter and cinnamon every day. They're known for their products to have zero to one grams of net carbs, zero sugar, and high in fiber. So what are you waiting for? Don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code TSFS at checkout. That's TSFS at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Let's take a quick pause to thank some of our amazing sponsors, like ZocDoc. Look, when you go out to a restaurant, don't you pour over the reviews? I do. Let me tell you. I mean, I look at every single, I look at all the stars. I mean, if they don't have above 4.5 on Google, I don't go. Even though, you know what, I go to a 4.7 and I don't like it either. So there you go. It's all about up to you. But you know what? You use reviews as a guide, and that's where ZocDoc comes in. I love ZocDoc. Actually, just found an awesome dentist here in L.A., through ZocDoc. She goes, where did you hear about us? I said, oh, ZocDoc. I, uh, they're a sponsor to the Sarah Fraser podcast. It's not safe for you to play in this dental office, but in the future you could, you know? Anyway, look, you pour over restaurant reviews and a doctor one. A doctor review is even more important. ZocDoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them. Go to ZocDoc.com TSFS and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash T-S-F-S. ZocDoc dot com slash T-S-F-S.
Also, just a reminder, a few t-shirts left. I'm down to like 20. So if you frequent one of my sponsors, meaning you use ZocDoc or Thrive or you buy Allbirds, just boop, grab a screenshot, send it to me, and then I will send you a limited edition Sarah Fraser Show t-shirt. Shipping is on me too. That goes for Thrive Cosmetics. Guys, if you haven't heard of Thrive, I'm obsessed And it's not just me. You talk about reviews. Go see their over 15,000 five-star reviews for their mascara, which I am using. Their mascara is top of the line. Everything is really high quality with them. And what I love, because y'all know I'm going for baby number two very soon, no parabens, sulfates, or um, phthalates as well. They're certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free. The bottom line is, even though I don't know what half of that means, it means that they're very low chemicals, which is a good thing. And not a lot of makeup is. Just start Googling it. Um, Their mascara, their liquid lash extension mascara Mimics the look of lash extensions Without damaging glue or expensive salon prices What I also love, at the end of the night when you're done And you always take your makeup off Just like a light face cloth warm water will do to remove your mascara uh, not You don't have to spend Oh my god I use dozens And dozens of makeup Remover wipes But not with Thrive Check out their many Other amazing products Right now You can get 15% off Your first order When you visit Thrivecosmetics.com Slash TSFS That's Thrive Cosmetics C-A-U-S-E M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash T-S-F-S for 15% off your first order. That's thrivecosmetics.com slash T-S-F-S for 15% off your first order. Yeah. There are some people that just like really shouldn't be together. I mean, my relationship couldn't be any more different with my wife. My wife's a therapist. She's lovely. Sure, we like bicker here and there because we just spent a fucking pandemic together and we're like in each we're a, you know we have a life together so you bicker right or if, yeah i think but i have such a communicative loving stable home and so for me <laughs> yeah yeah i just have never even been in a relationship like that <laughs> like i had a girlfriend who you know and not girlfriend romantic like friend it's a girl who got broken up within the pandemic and she would be calling and crying and constantly coming over. I cut her ass out. I was like, bitch, we were like damn near 40 years old. I don't have time for you. What do you think, by the way, they're both complete narcissists. I mean, cause you know, I don't think Amber's going to let it go. I mean, you know, she, she just did that. Like she made a fool of herself on Dateline. I mean, I just was like, yeah, I think that she, I think if I were to give, I think she has borderline personality disorder, allegedly, yes. which it, it seems like that to me. I am no medical professional, but that is what I think. And I think, you know, those people don't like to have things taken away from them. And so, and from the people I've been around. And I just, I, I hope she lets it go. She just got fucking fired from Aquaman. They're re- casting and reshooting she won't let it go you can tell I mean you could tell from that interview where it was like I still have love for Johnny I understand why the public you know likes him you know I'm the victim I mean it's just it's so they those two people are they couldn't be more toxic who have met up and they it's so explosive I mean he I can only imagine how eccentric he is in real life I mean to be around must be just so chaotic that's my problem I I, it's hard for me to to be around celebrities long term because I can't deal with the chaos I'm just monsters monsters I can't you're too crazy worse the worst I know it's like even me starting this new show everyone's like suddenly what celebrities are you going to interview I was like hopefully none 
I'm like, honestly, these people don't ever tell you anything you want to know or want to hear. They are so unrelatable at this point. Do you know what I mean? Celebrity yeah. has gotten so strange. Like, oh, by the way, like celebrities hit me up, call me. I'd love to interview you. You like, I'm very easily found on the internet. Hello. Um, but they're so unrelatable. Like even the whole like Chrissy Teigen of it all became so unrelatable. And I think we all fell in love with her because she told us how relatable she was. But then we started to see what a what a ruse that was too because we're like you can't be relatable well and it's always at a certain extent when you're that famous do you know what I mean do we want our stars to be relatable like like Jennifer Lopez right I just did you watch her documentary on Netflix I didn't okay well it's you know I go back and forth from like oh my god this woman's incredible you know what a career and then of course the whole documentary is really around how she didn't get nominated for an Oscar for Hustlers right and it's like and, you know, she was really kind of truly pissed off that she had to co-host the Super Bowl with Shakira, you know, and you understand it. And then it's so unrelatable and then it's relatable. And I'm just like, you know, I, I just I, I feel like I don't even want our stars to be relatable anymore. They're not. I mean, I want them to all be like fucking Tom Cruise. You know, I mean, Tom Cruise is just so bizarre. And it's like, I love that now. I'm like the stranger and the more higher up in Scientology you are, the better. I, you Fair know, enough. Good for Fair me. Enough. It's like Elizabeth Moss. Like every time I'm like, oh, yes. Like Handmaid's Tale. And then I'm like, oh, wait, you're like a total freako. <laughs> you're all the way at the highest sea org, org level. Literally. And her, you know, her parents. I actually read um, in Vanity Fair this really interesting article. Or was it The New Yorker? One of them. Whatever. I don't know. I read them too much. I can't remember. But talking about like her life and you know, she grew up in Laurel Canyon and her parents were total freako, like musicians, and they were early Scientology adopters. It's like, I just fin finished Under the Banner of Heaven. Did you watch it? No. Oh, that it's was so the, good. Is that the true crime one that's about? It's about Mormonism. Yes. I, st I started it and I haven't finished. Is it? But it's really it's good. It's so good, but like you have a little kid, so the only thing I'll warn you about is it's a true story and it's like kind of gruesome with the kids. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know. All right. I try to warn moms. You know, you have like enough. Wait, is, going on? Is it is it the one about Jeff? Um, no, it's it's the it's the true crime one, isn't it? That's kind of like okay. Yeah, okay. it's on Hulu. It's real good. Liz, I I have like a million questions for you though, so I want to like go through all these. Oh, sorry. I, I'm curious. No, no. I mean, it, we could talk forever. I can tell already. But what do you think it is about Hollywood? You know, I have my own theory and just living here like five months. But I thought it was fascinating what you said. You know, people come out here because they think they're going to make it. What? Who makes it in Hollywood? People who have rich parents. Really? Because That's because you can't afford you can't like afford this. It's just like a joke. I mean, listen, this is basically what ended up happening to me. I think I was like a little early in body positivity movement. I was so fucking small. In fact, having this conversation now, I remember Christy looking at me. We were all at Pink Taco. It was me, Johnny, Amber, Christy, and like a couple uh, her sister Whitney. And a couple of others. Okay. And I remember Christy being like, you've lost weight. You look really good. I was starving and myself. Wait, who is Christy, by the way? Oh, Christy was my acting coach and Amber's long-term acting coach. Long-term. Oh, okay. okay, Christy. Okay, okay. And I, and I love her and she's lovely and she's like literally left the country. 
because I think she's like, oh. Um, and I remember her being like, you look really good. Like, you're going to book more now. Because I, I got the auditions. I auditioned for Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I auditioned for... Um, what was that show with Kat Dengs? It was like two girls and they were waitressing. Like I did, I got- Two broke girls? Was it two broke mm-hmm. girls? Okay. Yep. yep, yep. And I got a lot of those auditions, but I'll never forget sitting in fucking Paradigm off Avenue of the Stars with my agent and she's like, what are we going to do about these like legs and hips? I was a size two. And I'm like, I don't know, bitch. This is, I don't know. Black guys like it. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> like- that's what we're gonna do bitch like what the fuck get out of here and it wasn't but it was too ahead of you know it was like i couldn't get thin enough and then i would go and they're like well you have a deep funny raspy voice like we need you to be more feminine and then i'd be like okay and then they would say that i was too pretty to be like funny and it was just not like it wasn't working and it wasn't working like how it had worked for commercials in san francisco And the other thing about acting is people think like you're going to sink your teeth into these roles. No, bitch, you are not. You're getting like one line in and to your point, Sarah, you're like sitting on set all day, like trying to not eat all the crafty and you're just like bored out of your mind and you're not. It just like doesn't work. It's not sustainable. And it's a tough life. It's a I mean, it's a really tough life. You have to. um yeah. I mean, you've got to, I don't know. I oh, guess. and then they're telling you, you have to put yourself on tape. You have to do this and you have to do that, blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, I don't, I didn't have like rich parents and money to fall back on. So I had to work. So it was just like, it just, it just, it just wasn't, it wasn't for me. And I think what I started to realize, you know, as I started to do more hosting was I am the strangest, most interesting person, character that anyone has ever written. So I'm just going to continue to be myself. And that's when I started to like, and I think, you know, something similar that you said that I feel is like, I love getting to know people. I love asking questions. I love getting vulnerable. I love crying. Like I like loved Barbara Walters growing up, <gasps> like Cookie Roberts, yes. like get the fuck out of here. Like oh my God. what an icon. So I kind of, Diane Sawyer, like, what a hot babe. Like, oh, give it to me Icons. All day. Icons. So I think for me, that's where I started to be like, okay, no, this is what I'm going to do. And I, I just stopped. I mean, if somebody really asked me to do something, I think I would do it, but I would have to, like, not audition. Like, I'm not going to do any of that. Yeah. I'm not going to do any of that anymore. Um, all right. Talk to me about your relationship. You identify as bisexual-ish, you know? I, yeah. You've been very open. You know, you dated men. You, you've had sex with lots of men in the past. Um, now you're with your wife. I love this. I'm, you know, I'm trying to become a lesbian myself, you know? I mean, because you guys are like the lesbian mob. Yeah, we are the mob. The, you're the lesbian mob. The gay mob is where it's at. That's my theory in Hollywood. You got to get into the gay mob. I mean. <laughs> oh, I already did that, though. I did that, too, girl. Well, and that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother can of worms, literally. <laughs> no, it's true. Tell me, um, when did you... I guess, figure out that you preferred being with women more than men. By the way, you're like my, you're like my coming out guest. I think you're the only gay person I've had on this month. So like, you're my pride, you're my pride episode. Oh my God. Yes. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you for supporting me. I'm an ally. Um, I'm an ally. You're an ally. I love it. Um, 
You know, I think that I always, always, always was bisexual. I always had crushes on girls. I always had crushes on boys. I kind of had crushes on fucking everybody. Like, I really did. Yeah. I mean, I think even when, you know, back in back in our day, when we used to listen to the radio and, and cut out magazines and put them on the walls, like, I had J-Lo up there. I had Marky Mark. I had, you know, I, I was just sort of a lover of it all. And I think, you know... I'd always sort of like fantasized, I guess, about women or really appreciated women, but I didn't really do anything until I was like 19. And even then, I mean, I didn't really seriously start dating women until I was about 25. And we talk about it on the Taylor Strucker show. I will never reveal this person's identity. Okay. I also signed a buku paperwork. NDA. <laughs> You signed um, a crazy NDA. All right, I signed Ooh. a crazy NDA. This is about to be. That's what I love about Los Angeles too. Everybody I talk to has. Everyone has signed an NDA for someone they've hooked up with. They work. It's only in this city. You know, know. Are you signing these NDAs? It's wild. I mean, what's I know my real estate. I love this who I town. Love, who, who I mentioned, she will not. And I'm the worst because I will let it slide. Like if you and I went to go and have with like or not if when we hang out in person, I'll fucking tell you. I don't give a shit. But I'm not going to say it on air. I'm not going to be a dumb dumb, you know. But uh, and I love the Taylor Strucker listeners trying to figure out uh, who it is. Also, my mom, you don't know anything about my mom because you don't listen to the show, but she's Joan Crawford and she's called me like 15 fucking times that we've been on this. Oh, my uh, God. Do you need to call her? I know. how. No, I don't need to call. No. Oh. I don't need to call her. She's going to be on a Westworld loop asking me the exact same thing she asks me all the time. What time is it on the East Coast? Yeah, she's about to pour herself her fucking martini. <laughs> I'm good. Um, so, yeah. So, I did, I met this this girl. We were both girls. She was 24. I was 25 at Pride in San Francisco. And I just can't describe it. I, like, fell in love like a like a kid. like a, Like a middle school. Like that first insane love I fell in love with her and she was living in LA and I didn't come I it's true I did not move to Los Angeles for her when all that job stuff came up but it like helped but I think I spooked her by moving down here and she totally we sort of saw each other here and there but it was awful like talk about gut-wrenching heartbreak she like totally ghosted me um she actually ghosted me at the private plane terminal on Christmas that year. And then I famously, four days later, went to um, Sir and allegedly made out with Lisa Vanderpump that night. What? You have yeah. allegedly made out with Lisa fucking Vanderpump? Yeah, and touched her butt. Is Lisa Vanderpump bisexual? No. It was like she masked. Was- it was masked as a New Year's kiss, but like I remember a little Li- time. But but Lisa Vanderpump was into you, basically. She was attracted to you. Totally. I am Lisa over Vanderpump like has a great body. Oh my god, I can't wait to see her. She's really curvy. Like I'm into that. She's hot. Did you ever go to Villa Rosa or was it just the makeout? I never went to Villa Rosa. Um, I've seen her twice since, and she's totally acted like we don't know each other. Because oh. I was like a little Bravo adjacent. I guess I kind of am a little Bravo adjacent. So I've seen her. Oh, seven, she's like not 
Bravo anymore. So seven degrees of Liz. Um, but wait a minute, wait a minute. The woman that you kind of initially fell for that sort of mm-hmm. you realized that you were attracted to women. She was famous, right? She's the one that you signed the NDA, right? Or okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So and that that we won't reveal. Yeah, and then she just totally fucked me over and it was heartbreaking. Right. And then the worst part about LA is when you date famous people. Oh my god, I'm so glad like eight, I, I'm married and for I know like a this- year. Yeah. Maybe even two years because people don't realize how long it takes to get things made. Oh, years, like years, years. Andrea Lopez and I talk about this because part of the reason I came out here is I had these unscripted ideas. So I'm, oh. you know, producing like that's what I want to do. It's so it's so years. much time. It's so it's years. It's years, years. You Do you know Lucy Treadway? No. You should meet her. She's great. She's a producer. I'll link you with her. You guys, if you're doing unscripted stuff. I'll oh, my God. Remind me. I'm obsessed. So anyway, so fucking years, every billboard was like her movie. Oh, and my have... heart would just break and break and break. And then I dated a guy afterward, probably one of the only men I've ever really loved outside of Tupac. And he was lovely. And I asked him if I could date women here. He lives in San Francisco. I was like, how about I date girls on the side? You can't date anybody but me. And he was like, you're an idiot. And then he moved to Ohio and married a witch. And um, here I am. And I dated a bunch of just terrible women. Some of them were good. Some of them were terrible. Men and women, they're all the same. They just have different faces and different plumbing. And candidly, it's all the same shit. Totally. Oh my God, completely, right? And when you when you pick a partner, my therapist always said to me, she's like, you just have to find out what your um, what you can take on. She's like, because everybody has something. You're going to meet the guy. He could be super handsome and he's bad with finance. You know, then you meet a guy, you know, he's not good looking, um, but he has a great personality. It's like, what are you, what can you handle, you know? And so that yeah. like changed my whole perspective on marrying my husband because I was like, he doesn't make enough money and he's not hot enough and he's not, and like, She's like, okay, well, you know, if you think you're going to go out and find all these things, you know, plus the man that's like super supportive and will quit his job and move to LA for you and all that. She's like, you're fucking delusional. You have to figure out what you want. Yeah, it's true. It's true. So how long have you and your wife been married? And I want to, I want to wrap this up, but I want to ask you about um, having kids because you guys are getting to the stage where... You're going to have a child. uh, Yeah. So we've been married. We got married right before the pandemic. Um, So we've been married. It'll be three years this October. We got married. Ah, All right. I'm three year mark too. 2019. Yep. I got married in in August 2019. Okay. I love it. October 2019. We've been together seven years, eight years, something like that. Okay. I know. I don't know. Hold on. I don't know. I don't remember either. Like my own situation. She put it in my calendar because she's a psycho. I know that my anniversary from our first date is August 27th. And we, I pretty much like when I met her, I like knew pretty quickly that we were going to be together. So, you know, you know, when you, it is true. I I think for some, I think you just sort of know. Um, so I don't know, August 27th, something's going to happen that day. I don't know what it is, but I guess it's our anniversary for when we met. Um, and yeah, we've been together many years. We've been through so many fun things, bed bugs twice. Welcome <laughs> to Los Angeles. Great. Um, that almost like killed us both. That almost did. That it. was disgusting. I had a homeless man living in my laundry room. Ugh, what a fucking time to be alive. And then, you know, like, welcome to 
It's just so gross. Um, you know, moving neighbors, parents, losing jobs, getting jobs, going mm. back to school, changing career. We've been through a lot of shit together. So a kid, I think we could handle as you a can. unit. The problem is, is the whole giving birth out of my vagina potential. I'll have a C-section. I did. It's so fun. It's easy. But all, even that is scary. I'm very scared of being physically pregnant. Oh, it, no, you're, you're going to like, like it. it. It seems scary at first, but it's very gradual. You know, it's, it's so gradual. It's also very like, I don't know. It's, I'm also very scared of getting really fat. Well, I've been very overweight and I will say actually, and I did mind. I've been too, which is also why I identify with you so much is because like I lost what, like seven, seven, a little under 70 pounds in my early twenties. Me too. I've like fluctuated. I've definitely gained. I'm not as thin. I was so thin when I first did it and I fluctuate, but I have such fucked up body dysmorphia. I've and I've had eating disorders and like I'm yeah. as I sit here on a fucking cleanse because that's not great. Anyway, I get called out a lot from the listeners and I hear you and it's I hard. see you. But it's like a, it takes this a lifetime tough. sometimes. Yeah, to you know what's interesting and I'll be curious when you get pregnant. I actually cuz I can totally relate. You know, I was I was started to be fat from the time I was five years old. I mean, I went to my first WW meeting, my first Weight Watchers meeting at 12. Like my mom took me. Same. You know, my yeah. mom took me I, in like eighth grade. And I was yeah. like, cool. Yeah. And um, but you know what was interesting? When you're pregnant, you're all about like nourishing this child that's yours. So it's it doesn't really fuck with you. The hard part is, is after because you see so many women like give birth and then they're like, they, they just like their bodies are like this, you know, they just bounce right back. And it took me all, I'm finally, my son's 15 months old, like finally back in my own jeans at like old jeans after 15 months. And that was the part that fucked with me after is like the weight didn't just, the weight like never shifted. Like I lost the nine pounds that he weighed when he like came out, but that was it, like nothing breastfeeding people were like breastfeed that'll burn so many calories that didn't burn shit breastfeed makes you hungry like all the calories you give to your baby you just fucking eat you're so hungry so I think it will be the mind fuck after but when you're actually carrying you're just going to be like whatever it takes to have this baby be healthy so you're and there's just like you're not really selling this (laughs) okay well are you guys thinking about a surrogate Woo, you think we rich? <laughs> okay. And your wife isn't going to carry. You're going to carry the baby. Yeah, unless I, for some reason, can't. Okay. Which, who knows? I might not be able to. And I'm past the egg freezing point because I've waited oh, too long. That I, I had a fabulous, fabulous gynecologist. In fact, she wasn't taking any new clients. Oh. Her name is Marky Knox. Oh, she, lesbian. Like, just a... Like just such a legend in LA. And I was at a very fancy fundraiser that I finagled myself into. And I saw her like literally from across the room. And I was with Rachel and I was like, I'm going to go ask Marky Knox to take me as a client. And she's like, don't do that. Like, don't be fucking weird. And I was like, uh, I'm going to be weird. I'm going to be weird. I'm going to be weird. Yeah, I would be and sure. I walked right up to her and was like, hey, heard you're not taking any clients. Uh, don't trust my vagina with anybody else but you. Like, can I come in on Monday? And she ended up, I think, loving me the most of all time. But she uh, retired. She retired in the pandemic because she's like, honestly, this is stupid. Like, I'm done. 
She was like 75. She's like, I'm out of here. And I was hoping, even though she wasn't going to technically deliver my baby, I was really hoping she would stay around. And that was a blow. And then she was on me about freezing embryos and I never did it. So I'm sure if I called her, she'd be really mad at me right now. So I think I've just waited too long. You'll get pregnant. But the problem is, is that I wish that I could just get drunk and get accidentally pregnant. I think that would be better. And the insemination and stuff, you don't, you're, you're worried about that. Oh yeah. And then you got to think about, well, who's this guy? Is this guy, was his dad a murderer? I know. I know. Was his mom a fucking sociopath? You don't know. I guess you don't really know that if you have sex with somebody at like a bar. No. And even your significant other, right? I mean, people change like all the time, you know? I mean, you know. We think that the people we are with are going to be this stable 10 years from now, but they might be fucking nuts. Who knows, you know? Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Um, look, Liz, I'm obsessed with you. Um, I'm obsessed have, with you. We got to get together. and re- I can't wait to come out to the new house. Um, yes. Tell people where they can follow you. And when does Cool, 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 the podcast, and what's come it going to be about? Yeah. So Cool, 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 um, there's an Instagram. It's literally at Cool, Cool, Cool. It's a lot of like queer meme culture, fun stuff there. But, you know, I think Cool 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 is really going to be me as a podcast. So it's gay, but it's not that gay. Okay. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> that alone is so good. You know what I mean? Like yeah. everyone, Sarah, everyone has been kind of writing me like, what's the long line? Because, you know, I had such a gay podcast before, but I got, I was like, eh, it's gay, but it's not that gay. If That's I want to talk about line. like skincare, I'm going to talk about skincare. If I want to talk about rap music, I'm going to talk about rap music. It's really just something that I want to do that's fun. It has been delayed a thousand million times because I got COVID, work, trying to buy a house, all of these different things. I'm traveling for the first time. I have this wedding abroad. So it should launch in the end of July. But if you don't mind and you'd like to have updates, either follow me at listen to Liz. I think I'm an I'm a pretty unhinged follow, but I think it's fun. Oh, you're so Ish. much fun. Or <laughs> follow cool 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 and stay tuned and you'll have to come on cool cool cool. I'll be on cool cool cool. Absolutely. I've been fingered by a woman. I'll talk about it. Yeah. yeah. What? <laughs> I went to an all women's college. Yes. Oh, I went to Mount to to Mount Holyoke. Um you, in West I went to wait, I went to boarding school in East Hampton. Oh my god, yeah. I went to Mount Holyoke. I've been Yeah. I've been to a few Mount Holyoke parties in my day. <laughs> I didn't get my- fingered. I didn't get fingered, but it was. I think I did mushrooms, if I remember correctly. Oh, that yeah. sounds about right with the mohos. Yeah, yeah. Wait, that is so funny. Mm-hmm. Were you like skipping into fucking Amherst and getting Anton's pizza? Remember that? Yes, or North, and then Northampton. Um, yes, and then we'd always go to. Um, oh my god, the Iron Horse, the Iron Horse in Northampton for concerts. Iron Horse, and then the Mexican place in Amherst. Oh, Bueno, Isano, yes. or something. Yes. And then, did you ever go to Judy's for popovers? That was like the that was like the nice place. Like you'd bring your parents to Judy's. Oh my god. It would always go to the Northampton Inn when my parents would come to visit. But, you know, remember the teapot? Yes! We'd go to the teapot all the time, which was Chinese. Like, it was, yes! Half Japanese, half Chinese. (laughs) Like, oh, my God, girl. Yes. Yeah. We can talk all about that. I've had a, a, yeah, I've had a gay-ish, you know, but not that gay experience. Yes, yes. 
Totally. Sounds like me. Okay. I used to take the Peter Pan bus through Holyoke to New York every weekend. And you know what the trip is, is that the girl in my dorm room across the way, her grandfather started Peter Pan bus. Fuck. What a good friend to have. All right, Liz. Yeah, she didn't give me any hookups. I literally (laughs) rode on the back of the bus like wanting to die all the time. But that is so funny. We should definitely talk about that. All right. Welcome to Los Angeles. I do think it takes two years. Okay. All right. Thank you. You don't know where anything is. Nothing. Can't tell you any location. (laughs) You know what I mean? You don't know where anything is. You don't know where. I've been here for 12 years and I still use GPS. I'm moving somewhere where I didn't even know it existed a month ago. So like, give yourself grace. Give yourself time. I can't wait to meet you in person. Thank you for having me on. You're such a legend. And I'm dead. Right back at you. Liz, we'll see you soon. Bye, gorgeous. 